Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Les Talk podcast. LES is in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We are very excited to be with you guys today. A lot more excited than we were last episode. A lot more optimism on this on this Definitely. one going around. Uh, we got a BYU at Baylor preview. Uh, we're previewing the rest of Week Seven. We have our picks with our guest picker on the pod. Mm-hmm. Who is it? It's going to be a surprise. Oh, I don't even know yet. Just kidding. Yes, I do. Anyway, <laughs> without further ado. Let's boo! Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over your death, right? Let's back this booler. Yeah! <laughs> Let's go wild, Let's man. Go, baby. Let's go. He caps the ball! We're at a waterfall, dude. Alrighty, everybody. So this week is Baylor Week. Heck yeah, let's go. <laughs> and uh, so let's start off. Baylor is a good football team. They are a good. I football think we team. all need to understand that they are five and one, not ranked though. Depending on who you ask, they probably should be ranked, maybe even a higher than receiving votes. Yes, they're receiving somewhere in the neighborhood of forty votes. Okay, so uh, and it takes usually about one hundred and eighty to get in. Right? Yeah, about yeah. I think they're like number like seven or eight number down eight. on like the receiving votes list. Basically, they have national recognition. Yes. So if we're gonna win this game, we need to go all out. So it's time that we start our analysis with the very most important thing in oh, our yes. analysis: the uniform. Breakdown. Alrighty. So BYU this week is going with Navy helmets, okay. which were fantastic they in look, their debut. They look cool, but they uh, look good, but you know. <laughs> performance effects. Yeah. Anyway. Uh Navy helmets, white jerseys, navy pants. Navy. If we lose, we know why. Yeah, um I, I have a theory. Okay. Navy helmets. Okay. Navy pants. Okay. You know how like a double negative makes a positive? Ooh. Maybe, just maybe, this double negative will be a positive and it can contribute to us winning this game. Wait, that is a great point. Because <laughs> because when we wore Navy on Navy last year, we won with the white helmet. Ooh. We smacked whoever it was, like Texas State, right? The, against Boise State, we wore three different navies. Negative, negative, negative. That's it's still it's, negative. It's still negative. Oh, Justin, maybe you're onto something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just cracked the code. <laughs> but not all hope is lost because we are wearing navy. Because interesting fact, uh, we got this from BYU Game Tracker on mm-hmm. Instagram. Shout out to BYU Game Tracker. Love, love him. Go give him love a follow. Him. Yep. BYU is three and one in its last four games in the state of Texas. The three wins came when wearing white jerseys and colored pants, be it navy, be it royal. The one loss was when they were wearing all white. We have a white jersey. We have colored pants. Does that mean we're going to stretch it to four and one? Hey, that's some good juju. Hey, at this point in the season, I'll take whatever I can get. <laughs> whatever, like, whatever, like, little bait. That BYU <laughs> the little hook, me, that little the hook, hook of hope. I'm gonna be snatching at that because I <laughs> I just need I need good BYU vibes back in my heart. That's what it, and I'm I'm speaking it into existence right now. Let's hope so. Um, 
since Lavelle left, so post Lavelle 2001, BYU is one and one when wearing this kind of combo: navy helmet, navy pants, white jersey. Okay. And both games were on the road. We beat Air Force by 17 cool. in 2004, and the same year we lost by 31 to Utah. Ooh. So take that as you will. Um, yeah. When um, we are east of the state of Utah. We are undefeated in this uniform combo since 2001. ESPN stats and info. Yeah, that's <laughs> east of the the 45 degree long, uh, latitude and longitudinal line, whatever. In in October games versus teams with a five and one record, uh, whose shoelaces are black in the second quarter on this cycle of the Chinese lunar calendar, while the temperature is 58 degrees or lower, but not lower than. 27 in between the range of 27 and 58 degrees. BYU is 1 and 0. Undefeated. So let's hope it's between that temperature range at that point of the lunar calendar with black shoelaces that Baylor's wearing. Mm -hmm. It is October. We are east of the state of Utah. It's Saturday. So I think everything is going to line up. Okay. Well, just in case you're getting your hopes up, Baylor has these dope helmets they're going to wear. They are so cool. They have the Sailor Bear, which I think a lot of colleges actually have like a sit like from like war times. They had like a mascot, like, like a sailor yeah, like kind a of mascot, cat. like the Sailor Coog, but it's a Sailor Bear. And they are actually putting that decal on their helmets for this game. You know what I think? What? I think Jeff Grimes is doing it on purpose. <laughs> I think Jeff Grimes talked to the equipment crew. He knows how prominent the Sailor Coog is in BYU, like BYU lore. Right. I feel like BYU uses its Sailor Coog more than any like more than any other mascot oh, uses its Oh yeah. But as like, far as we without know. like officially putting it on a helmet. Right, or on a jersey. Yeah. Have they put it on a basketball jersey? Like I don't think so. Or something? I'm not, okay, I'm not I sure. I don't I don't know what I'm remembering. But um yeah, I think Jeff Grimes is doing this on purpose just to spite BYU. Um Definitely. If you guys forgot, Jeff Grimes, our offensive coordinator from last year is now Baylor's offensive coordinator. Yep. He left to take a Power 5 coordinating job. And he yeah, took Eric Mateos, our offensive line coach. He got freaking clowned because BYU is going to be in the Big 12 now. So, like, <laughs> yeah, good yep. job, dude. Well, we'll figure out who gets clowned after <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, so, here's a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have not seen the Baylor Suger, Sailor uh, Bear helmets, go look them up now. Yep. BYU Tracker on Instagram and Twitter. We have seen a lot of concept Sailor Coog helmets. Should BYU come out with an official Sailor Coog helmet? You know what? I think so. I think in Royal. I don't think it works in Navy. Okay, yeah. Right? But I think, do you remember like Boise State back in the day? I, they might still do them. They used to have these like big blow up like pinstripe Bronco logos that they'd put on one side of the helmet, and then the other side was just the numbers. Okay, yeah. I think BYU should do that same kind of concept, like a big pinstripe, like not like super thin, but a big, you know, not filled in, just Sailor Coog on one side and numbers on the other. I think that could be really cool. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. My answer to that question is absolute the heck freaking. Yes. Why do we not have a helmet? The Sailor Coog is one of like the coolest logos in college football. It is cool. I'm not even going to lie. It's awesome. Like the only BYU hat I owned when I was a kid, I saw the Sailor Coog walking through the BYU store and I fell in love. <laughs> it's like, I need this on my head. Cause <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's that's the uniform uh, breakdown. Yep. So that's a lot of information. In fact, you could probably tell what's going to happen in the game from that information right there. Like You don't even need, need to know. Yep. But just for... 
our non-superstitious crowd. Yeah, which if you're non-superstitious and you listen to this podcast, we appreciate you, but why? <laughs> we love you. Please stay. Keep listening. But uh, hopefully we can teach you to be a little more superstitious. Yeah, uh, we love it and hate it at the same time. Yeah. Just like sports. Um, anyway, scouting report. Let's dive in. What does Baylor do well? How do they match up against BYU? What What are we thinking? Um, Baylor's a good team. Uh, don't be fooled. Uh, you know, Jared, Dan, and I were watching a game two weeks ago. Uh, their one loss, which was against um, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. And it, it was at Oklahoma State as well. They did not look good in that game. Mm-hmm. And we said, oh, Baylor exposed. Baylor's not good. Baylor's just been beating up on bad teams, whatever. And then they came out the next game and they won. And they, they smacked. Handed a fat L to um, West Virginia. West Virginia. And it was 45 to 20. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, 45 to 20. Okay, they, also, we're, sorry, we're at the, uh, we're at the Memphis, we're watching the Memphis Navy game, and Memphis just tried to do one of those big, like, flag tarps over their student section, and there were, like, 70 students there, <laughs> and so it didn't really work. Couldn't get all the way back. Anyway, <laughs> that was really funny. Go, go The Rock. Good. We love The Rock. We love The Rock. Uh, Baylor's a good team. Uh, not to be messed around with, not to be overlooked. Baylor is top 25 in both scoring offense. And scoring defense. Which is impressive. Like, yeah. not a lot of teams can be top 25 in both of those. That is very good. They are av- Their offense is averaging 38 points a game. <laughs> BYU couldn't dream of scoring 38 points in a game we got this season. 34 on a lucky 67-yard run. Yep. Um, as far as BYU goes, we are 28th in scoring defense. Okay. Which... Funny enough, it, they we are tied with the Ohio State Buckeyes in scoring defense. Ooh. Take that as you will. Yeah, However, sure. in scoring offense, BYU is again tied for 128th Ooh. in scoring offense. Mind you, there are only 130 FPS teams. <laughs> so literally, That's not good. the only team worse than us is probably UConn. Yeah, probably UConn and UMass. That's bad. Maybe Vanderbilt's up there somewhere. I don't know. But I, there's absolutely no way, no matter how good your offense is, you cannot win a game without scoring points, right? And we saw it on Saturday. Like, mm-hmm. our defense played pretty well. Like, we did turn the ball over, and the defense had short fields. But they held them to three field goals. We held them to 26 points total. Yeah, which is great. We should be able to score more than three and a half touchdowns per game. Yeah, absolutely. We should be able to at least score five touchdowns a game. And we're going to need to to win this game. Especially with our offensive weapons. <sighs> we have such a good wide receiver core. We have a great running back. We have good tight ends. Like, we need to do something with it. We need yep. to. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to get too far into it. No more pessimism. We're going all out. Positive. Here. Talking more about Baylor. Um, Baylor averages seven yards a carry. Which is a lot That's of a, yards. That's a lot of yards a carry. <laughs> that is a first down every two carries. Yep. And then some. So, Baylor has a very, very, very good rushing attack. Uh, Baylor has three different running backs this year that have had a rush of over 40 yards. Oh my gosh. So it's not like they just have one explosive player. Abram Smith, who is their, you know, their number one in running back. Okay. His longest 55 yards averages 7.7 yards a carry. My goodness. They have another running back. His long is 58. Averages six yards a carry. Yikes. Another one. His longest 44. 
averages 10 yards a carry. Granted, only 17 attempts, so it's not like he's been running the ball a whole ton. Right, but he's a relief kind of guy. But then they have another rusher who's like their third rusher. Or sorry, it's it's their quarterback. Their quarterback runs. He averages three yards a carry. Goodness me. After taking into account sacks and everything. Right. Longest is a 27-yard. He has seven rushing touchdowns on the season. This Baylor team can run the football. Yeah. And they can throw it as well. Which kind of scares me. Um, yeah, because let's like just comparing it to BYU and like Lopini Katoa, he's pretty good, right? Tyler Algier is yeah, definitely the feature back to the ball. Sorry. Optimism. Optimism. <laughs> so with Baylor, their three guys, their two main guys are getting 78 and 66 total carries, right? right. Whereas Tyler Algier has 121 and Lopini Katoa has 40. So if that's Holy telling cow. you about it, these guys are basically interchangeable for Baylor. Yeah. Right? And Tyler Algier, we we like him. He's got 642. Pretty good, right? Yeah. Where these two guys combined have like just a little bit more carry, a couple more carries than he does, you know, maybe a game's worth. But they have like four or five hundred yards combined more. more. Yeah. So it's a scary good So Tyler Algier has how many yards? Six hundred. 600 yards 600. on 100 and however many. 120, carries. yeah, which Abram is an average Smith of 5.3. has 597 yards on 78 carries. He's doing just as much work with like half as many carries. Yep. So if that that's just to give you, not, not to compare Tyler, but just to give you like in your mind, you can envision, imagine Tyler on steroids. That's what these guys are like. Yeah, I mean, Tyler's, he's like a power back. These right. guys are true speed backs. Yeah. And if they see a hole, they will hit it, and they will hit it hard. That rushing game opens up the passing game for quarterback Gary Bohannon, who is completing 67% of his passes on the year. That's pretty good. Nine yards a pop. Nine yards Very per good. attempt, not per completion, per attempt. So that's factoring in incompletions. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. 11 touchdowns on the year, zero interceptions. Has not thrown a single interception. In six games. That's our, that only one other person has done that, and that's Matt Corral. Yeah. Who we know is a baller. Shout out Matt Corral. We love Matt Corral. Um, so Gary Bohannon, we got to watch out for him. As far as statistics are concerned, BYU and Baylor are actually like eerily similar. Baylor yeah. does average more yards, more points, and you know they average better defensive. But in every other stat category, BYU and Baylor are almost interchangeable. Yeah. And just some weird stat that I found. BYU and Baylor are exactly even on punting average, oh. first downs per game, okay. and red down red zone scoring percentage, like down huh. to the tenth. Exactly similar. So holy cow! I think their only thing they have on BYU is that they have an explosive offense, which BYU does not. They definitely have that big playability. We talked about it before. You know, running backs with over fifty yard, like fifty yard rushing plays. Uh, they've had a pass go for a seventy five yard touchdown this big season. Time. So they definitely have an explosive offense, and they will not be afraid to let the ball rip. Gary Bohannon will throw the ball all over the place. He'll be throwing deep. He'll be throwing here. He'll be throwing there. And their running backs will be Gary. Gary Bohannon could throw two. Absolutely terrible incompletions. And it wouldn't even matter because their running back would get the ball and get 11 yards yep. on third down. Yep. So we really have to show up defensively. We cannot get manhandled in the trenches like we did against Boise State. 
Baylor's offensive line isn't incredible. Mm-hmm. Baylor's not known for incredible offensive and defensive line play. But if you want to, if you want to remember how, if you want to have like an understanding of how explosive this Baylor team is, do you remember how explosive we were last year? <laughs> yeah, Just the ball going all over the place. That offensive coordinator is now calling the plays for Baylor. Kid, now, does that kind of make you just, like, think just a little bit and just wonder, like, we are so explosive last year. And, yeah, we didn't play a greatest schedule, right? right Which but... we have to take into account. However, even because we're playing a separate team, like, we still haven't seen that explosive. We haven't even nope. seen us trying to be that explosive. I mean, the only time I saw us try to be that explosive is when... Baylor Romney came in against USF. Okay. When Baylor Romney came in against USF and was just throwing the ball deep in the first quarter, that's when we were trying to be explosive. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I think, you know, Jeff Grimes wasn't always like this, but he learned to keep his foot on the gas pedal. Yes, yeah, that's true. That's something that Roderick did not do. As soon as we got to a big lead, foot off the gas. But you, you just can't do it. You can't. I, I wonder if sometimes like coordinators think that oh, the more conservative, the more conservatively we play, the less chance it is for guys to get hurt. They're <sighs> playing football either way, right? They're playing yeah, football that's football is just a sport where people are going to get dinged up. The only reason like you would get somebody hurt is if like you know you're up by three touchdowns and you're doing a designed run with Jaron Hall up the A. Yeah, gap, you know, yeah. like. That would be, you know, stupid and dangerous. But you know, we, I, I would like to see our offense be more explosive, especially in this game, because I think no matter how well our defense plays, Baylor will put up points. Mm-hmm. This game will not be determined by our defense, but will be determined by our offense. If our offense can keep up, that honestly, was, I don't know if we can. That's a great point, and that kind of goes right into our next thing: the keys to success. I'm right along with you. We need to score thirty plus. In order to win this game, we're just like you said. I loved what you said. Defense, they're going to do their thing, but Baylor's going to score, and we need to keep up. Exactly. A few other keys to success: one, not wear navy. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Yeah. Uh, no, but we we talked about it. The double negative is a positive. Hopefully, <laughs> stop the run, limit the big plays. These are things we've already talked about. Um, this is one thing. Mm. Uh, something I observed last week. Maybe yeah. we can implement it this week. I'm not sure okay. if it would work. Um, like not fumbling the ball. You know, that's actually, that's that a might good be point. good. I don't know. We could like do that and maybe like, I don't know, not take the ball out of the end zone. Oh, that would be like, fantastic. I mean, BYU, I mean, we're averaging a full negative seven yards per kickoff return. Well, you know, why we might just change that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, no, maybe our, our, you know, Zero star returners will be able to just make a play. Who knows? Don't don't get in their heads. <laughs> just wave the hand over your head, and if you're in the end zone, just get out. Just go straight to the bench. One good thing: Baylor yes. does have a good kicker. Automatic on the year on extra points. Only one missed field goal. Oh. Maybe he'll just kick it out of the back of the end zone every time. Oh please! Or heaven forbid, he watched the tape from last week and he just kicks oh no, it straight puts to our super high. He, he puts on the it one yard line specifically, one yard deep in the end zone every time. <laughs> so when they catch it, their toes are on the goal line. Uh, oh, please man. no. Anyway, no, we are gonna do it. We are gonna do well. Uh, Baylor, we forgot to mention, uh, is favored by six points. Yes. So less than a touchdown. I think we can win this game. I think we can. 
Like yeah. we said before, it all depends yes. on our offense. Yep. That is where I'm going to be watching. I think our defense will do a good job slowing Baylor down. Baylor's not going to be super explosive, but they are going to put up points. Mm-hmm. Because Fessy, or um, Tuyaki, he does a good job of slowing offenses down that like to be explosive. Arizona State. That's right. true. You yeah, know, absolutely. So he'll do a good job of slowing them down, but we just need our offense is just going to be able to need to keep up, right? So that's that's my thing. I think that's we've just drilled it into your heads now. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes. Yeah. Um. A little bit of news. Mm-hmm. Uh, injury report. Yes. Let's cover that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a direct quote from Kalani Satake. Uh, they talked to him on the, you know, the coach's show. I can't remember if it was yesterday or the day before. He says, so Harris, he says, so Harris, the chance Mason wake, those guys, Baylor Romney are back on the field practicing. We'll see what happens on Saturday. Okay. Kalani with his classic cryptic. We don't know what's going to happen on Saturday, but Lachance and Mason wake are both practicing. And Jared, you've been hearing some things about maybe Mason Wake is a more integral part of our offense than we originally thought. Yeah, and I think because he's a fullback, right? Yeah. And fullbacks are generally blockers. Mm-hmm. He does play tight end, but professional he, hurdler. Yes, yes, <laughs> he is in on a lot of those play like run plays, right? He is a Absolutely. great run blocker, and Harris Lachance too. He is a I think he's a tackle, and he's a yes. huge part of the run game. And I've I realized like there were a couple of offensive linemen in the rotation last week that were absolutely horrible, and yeah, they got their booties handed to them. Yeah, and I don't know how much they how much practice they got, you know, all that. But I just I realized that we kind of need Lachance back, and then yeah. other information as well. Conover is getting the majority of the second team reps this week, most likely because Baylor hasn't cleared concussion protocol, but. Let's hope it's that way because I would love to see Baylor get all the second team, maybe even some first team reps, just because he's proven that he can be explosive with our offense. Absolutely, he can. I think we all, like everyone here on this podcast, like we love watching Baylor throw the ball around. Mm-hmm. Baylor's been great. Um, more than anything, we just hope his head heals up. Yeah. Hope his head heals up so that, you know, inevitably when one of our quarterbacks gets injured again because yep. it just happens. This is BYU. You know, last year was the only year that, like, we had a consistent quarterback. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, our quarterback always gets hurt. We need to have at least a rotation, maybe, of Jaron mm-hmm. Hall and Baylor getting hurt so that when, like, one gets hurt, the other's 100%. Yep. And the other gets hurt, the other's 100%. <laughs> and we can maybe cycle through like that and survive the rest of the season. Oh, man. that's just the way BYU works. I don't know why it is, but, yeah. man. And I have also heard that Jaron Hall is 100%. Really? Which is... Hope and pray that he is because the most, like we were talking about it in the last episode, the most dynamic part of Jaron's game is when he can run the ball. Yeah. He's like, I heard, I can't remember who was saying it, but they were saying that there are hundreds of quarterbacks in the, in college football that can do what Jaron can do passing the football. Like, like everybody can do that kind of stuff, right? He can be consistent. He can be good, but you know, everybody can do that. His the part that makes him special is when he can extend plays. He can pick up the third and fifteens on a scramble. Yeah, he, can. he can, you know, force the defense to stay, you know, and guard the quarterback run and take a linebacker out of coverage and spy him. So if he's a hundred percent, he can run the ball. That will be much, much needed. That would be amazing. I think last week was uh, as as painful as this is for me to say. Last week 
was semi good for him because I feel like, you know, in practice, obviously he hasn't taken a hit. Right. He finally took a couple hits. Maybe he realized, okay, maybe I'm okay. my rib hurts, but I'm okay. Yeah. Like I can play. That's a good point. I'm not going to like get hit and fall over. And he's not like that guy from SpongeBob or, you know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, some guys have all the luck. I was born with glass bones and paper skin. Every morning I break my legs, and every afternoon I break my arms. At night, I lie awake in agony until my heart attacks put me to sleep. Oh, no! No! Ow. But, yeah. So, if he's running the ball, then great. I would love to have Matt as love our quarterback. to see it. I think that wraps it up, then, for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll get to our score prediction later with the guest on here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's it. Let's get on to our uh, college football week seven. All right, everybody. We got some breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Okay. Breaking news. Uh, we just got like through a 10 minute discussion on it. BYU actually is putting the Sailor Coog on its helmet. Mm-hmm. It's putting it on the back. Yes. So, so stick on the back. Hey, progress is progress. It's something. We got the Sailor Coog officially on the helmet. Yep. So uh, yeah, look for that in the very back of the helmet. Kind of mm-hmm. like where the 911 decals were. Yeah. And it's like a decent size too. It's not like a small sticker. It's a pretty decent size. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, look for those. And uh, hopefully that will counteract some of the Sailor Bear, you know. Yeah coolness and swag i will say our sailor coog definitely cooler than the sailor bear oh 100 so 100 i think it'll even out all right well now back to your regularly scheduled program all righty well here we are everyone with yet another guest picker on the podcast drum roll, Drum roll. it is joe kurt yes hello Another Joe on the pod. Heck yeah. I think it's our second Joe. Joe's a popular name. So, it's Joseph. My pleasure. We have a question for you. We start out every podcast interview with this question. Who the heck are you? Well, that's a lovely start. And um, I, I'll just go right into it. I, uh, I'm Joe Kurt. I, I used to work with Justin back at the... The warehouse. The warehouse. Whipping we, around uh, the forklifts. We actually received our forklift certifications, I believe, within two weeks of each other. So, Ladies, watch out. He is forklift certified. That is on three different uh, manufactured types of forklifts as well. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. <laughs> so, Joe, I have a question for you. Uh, we've heard a little bit about your rap career. Oh, no. oh baby. Oh, I <laughs> should have like known. like to uh, plug your SoundCloud or anything? <laughs> Um, yeah, well, this is a story. Um, (laughs) my freshman year of college in the dorms, we had this kid on our hall that is a music producer. He's actually doing really well now. Shout out to, uh, Mitch, please spelled with an X. And, uh, he actually is a music, a music production major, I think. And, and he's like done a couple internships, but he made this beat and everyone on our hall, like made a verse for it. Mine was naturally the best. Of course. I referenced my Range Rover that I don't have and <laughs> the women that I also don't. 
don't have. So that's where we're at. That's, when that's Joe Kirk steps in the building, you know it's all over. That, that's the first line. You know it as well as I do at this point. Uh, B9 in the trap. That's the name. That's the title. The B9 in the trap. And if you look up B9 Bros on SoundCloud, you'll be able to find that. It's our only single. Heck so. yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> we should try and put a little tease in here. We got a rapper on the pod. Throw a link on the on the spot. Uh, yeah. Throw a clip in. Yeah. <laughs> we <should>. Alrighty. <laughs> so uh you just got back from an intramural game, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm, I did. Right? Volleyball, if I'm not mistaken. Big volleyball player. It was a men's uh men's sixes game. We went three sets with uh my friend Wayne and his team. Naturally we took the victory. Of course. We dropped the first one, came back, rallied and won the last two. Ooh. Greatest feeling. <laughs> Stuff blocked him like six times. It's great. Heck nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Would, so, would you say volleyball is your favorite sport? It's up there. It's probably the one that I am best at. I also play basketball, so um anything in the gym, big gym rat. Love nice. doing that kind of stuff. Sometimes I play football recreationally. It's a great time. Mm-hmm. A little bit of pickleball. Oh heck yeah! Yeah, you know how it goes. Love so. pickleball. Nice. So, would you say you say volleyball is the sport that you're best at? It's probably the one you enjoy playing the most, or basketball. I think it really just depends. I mean, I've been to the to the Provo Rec Center <laughs> with Justin a couple times. We yeah. went one time, and there was this guy uh, following me around. Every time I got the ball, he'd come right up to me and stick his hands out like he was like. Asking oh, for yeah, alms okay. or something. Remember, remember when we went for my bachelor party and there was that. Guy oh, dude, that was, that was a, almost that, a fight. That was a Florida State commit. Yeah, that, that was, was almost a fight and he was that just night. Freaking wrecking everybody. And then we were like trash talking this one kid. So, yeah, we almost beat them too, though. They, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't too special. <laughs> I like playing volleyball. I play a lot. I play pretty much daily. So heck yeah, <laughs> that's where we're at. That's great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. uh do you also like to watch volleyball or are you um, more of a play only guy? I, you know, if I watch volleyball, it's because I like legitimately have nothing to do and there's like <laughs> women's college volleyball on. And if I do, it honestly stresses me out. You know, I'm like, come on, go, 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 go kind of thing. Um, the Olympics, I watched some of the Olympics volleyball this last okay. summer. So that was fun. Um, I go to the games occasionally. I know a couple. I the libero for BYU, Mitch Worthington. He's my good buddy. So oh, that's cool. That's always fun. But nice. Yeah, watching's fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, so we should ask you and your buddy Mitch. Is BYU men's volleyball going to take home the natty this year? Dude, I guarantee you, this is exactly what will happen. Right? They okay. will go undefeated through the season. They'll drop one match to Hawaii. They'll okay. split with Hawaii. And then they'll go to the national championship and play Hawaii in the national championship and lose in three sets. It happens every single year. Yep. It has been every single year since 2015, the exact same thing. Yep. Like you can go back and you can check the receipts. Like it was either Ohio state or it was Hawaii yeah. every single year. And it's just, that's it so really rough, bugs man. Me. The one year we were going to finally break through and win was the year that COVID, uh, you know, COVID cut, the sheet, cut, the, cut the season short. And, uh, of course. so I'm convinced it's a curse. It's never going to happen. So <laughs> maybe one day. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this year. This is the year. Yep. Got to put them blue goggles on. Yes. Of course. <laughs> the blue goggles. Blue goggle alert. Blue goggle alert. So when it comes to teams that you follow or watch, what are the teams? Three categories. Teams you love, 
teams you just follow and teams you hate. Right. Now, I know this is a college football podcast mostly. Are we talking college football or just broad spectrum? In general. Broad spectrum. Let's start off with college football because that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Okay. Okay. Obviously, BYU, right? You have to, you have to love them. Um, honestly, there was the pretty big anti-USC sentiment in my family growing up. That's University of Southern California Trojans. Okay. And just because of that, I kind of backlashed and I, I had to rock with them a little bit. <laughs> that was, I'm talking like back in that era of like that one Rose Bowl that had Vince Young and Reggie Bush and everything and Reggie yes. and, and Vince Beautiful Young ran era. it in, in the corner, yeah. 2005. And I was, I was so convinced USC was going to win that game. Um, who else am I thinking of? I, I like Oregon's Jersey. That's pretty much Heck yeah. the only other thing I really follow with college football, NFL. I'm a chargers fan. And you have to simply pray that Zach Wilson gets it going. There is no <laughs> yeah. ifs, ands, or buts about it. He looks not great. <laughs> the Jets look not great, but it is what it is. Hey, um, Cent- or Los Angeles Chargers, I the, guess. The now. Chargers have been looking Sitting very pretty, nice. Man. Justin Herbert they, is looking uh, like the next big thing. I remember week two, I looked at their schedule. We, we won week one against the Washington uh the football team Redskins. And then I watched us I watched, <laughs> I watched us drop week two to the Cowboys and I was like, oh gosh. I looked at the next three weeks and it was Kansas City Chiefs, uh Las Vegas Raiders, who were two and at the time, and Baltimore Ravens. No, no, no. Cleveland Browns and then Baltimore Ravens this week. And I was like, we're going 0-4 over that stretch. <laughs> so I was bummed. And lo and behold, we are like everyone's baby child right now in the NFL. Yes. Everyone loves us. So, <laughs> yep. Oh, yes. Justin Herbert is is an immaculate football thrower. So, like, there's <laughs> nothing that can go wrong here. It's, it's great. He's great. So, go Chargers, bolt up. Um, basketball, I simply enjoy watching too much because I played it growing up. Um, I honestly follow the Jazz, and I follow the Golden State Warriors a little bit. Wasn't a huge fan of the Kevin Durant thing, so... That kind of put okay. a bad rub on that. Joe is from the Bay Area, so he's yeah. Allowed, I grew up there. He's allowed yeah. to do that. Okay. And then the Anaheim Ducks. You have to love the Ducks. <laughs> the Anaheim Disney Ducks. movie. Every single good thing comes out of Anaheim. The, the, the Los Ducks. Angeles One, Angels two, of Anaheim, which I'm still not sure where they're from, but the Angels are a great baseball team. Actually, <laughs> they're not a good baseball team, but we cheer for them anyway. Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Sure. Okay. Mike Trout. And who's the other guy? Uh, uh, Shohei Otani. Yeah, Shohei Otani. He's gonna carry us sometimes. So. He's good. All right, Joe. So now you have just a little bit of time. Uh, you have a time to plug whatever you're up to. Do a little free ad space. Shout out your dog or something. Anything you want to share? Go ahead. Go right ahead. Anything? Yeah, anything. You get thirty seconds. Ready? Set. <clears throat> well, I just. I haven't uh, been online in a while, but I'm a huge Rocket Leaguer, and um, one of my favorite things to do is is I have this online friend named Why Do I Love Cheese? That's me. That's Justin (laughs) Anderson, and uh, you know, great game. Totally love it. Go download it. Uh, It's free to play. You can be 11 years old. This is what I'm advertising right now. Um, What else? How much longer do I have? Uh, I'm a cybersecurity <laughs> student. Uh, go study up on the latest malware trends. That's another <laughs> sick thing to do in your free time if you want to be an absolute... Uh, if you want to be as cool as I am. 
Okay, I think we're going to cut you off there, Jake. <laughs> cut them. Let's, uh, let's go. Let's move on to our picks. Cut the flow. I, okay, I understand. Was, I'm just the guest. That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are going to our upset picks. Uh, so they're against the spread picks, underdogs that we think will cover or win. And we do uh, me, Justin, and Dan. We all do our picks. And then all the guests are on a team. And they're going against us. Standings right, right now. I have six points. Justin's got four. Dan and the guests each have one. One point. This mm-hmm. week. The guests cumulatively have one yes, point. Yes, cumulatively. Altogether. Oh, okay. So whoever gets the most right for the week is getting the point, basically. Yeah. So okay, we have our top 10 picks as well, like like our 10 games that we're picking through. Uh, the winner, the guest winner, gets a box of Cheez-Its of their flavor choosing. <laughs> Unless it's white cheddar. Yeah, you can't choose white cheddar. Uh, the person that does the worst gets white cheddar Cheez-Its. All right, understandable. Because white cheddar Cheez-Its just aren't that good. Uh, the, I think the upset picks are going to be the tiebreaker. Yeah. Like, if you got, like, an upset pick. like you, we are, Right now we have a three-way tie for first place. Uh, that means Riley's in first place because he got the one point on the upset pick. So, time oh. to see if you can upset him. Here we go. I have and to brush up on my cheese it flavors. <laughs> if your team wins outright, you get three points. Yes. Okay. And if they cover, you get one. So I'm going with UCLA plus one at Washington. I do not know why UCLA is an underdog in this game. <laughs> that's fair. Going with the Bruins. Can I just say that's some absolute bullcrap that the Bruins are underdogs in this game at Washington, the team that lost to Montana State. Yeah. Oof. This. UCLA was ranked like a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. How, how are they underdogs? To, okay, I, I don't get it. I really don't. Okay. My upset pick is Kansas State, which are six and a half point dogs versus Iowa State. Okay. Our feelings on Iowa State are very clear on this podcast. Yes. Fraud team. I think Kansas State mm-hmm. can compete. All right. Dan is going with Virginia Tech plus five versus Pitt, which is an interesting pick because Virginia Tech hasn't been able to win some close games lately. Yeah. And... Pitt has a Heisman candidate at quarterback, so it's yeah. an interesting game to watch right there. We'll see. Joe? And I will round us out. I'm going with Boston College. They're plus three versus NC State. Ooh. I have to preface, I was going to go with UCF against number three, Cincinnati. Oh. I, I forgot to mention in the teams that I hate, the Cincinnati, whatever their mascot <laughs> is, I absolutely despise them. <laughs> I do not think that they deserve all of the hype they're getting. I think their quarterback is cocky. I just Desmond <laughs> I could go on a whole spiel like uh, okay. that one BYU quarterback did about Utah that one Max time. Hall, but Max Hall. Hall. Um, Boston Desmond College, I think Boston College is a solid team. I, only thing I know about NC State is that they beat Clemson, and Clemson didn't even look that good. So I think it's totally possible. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna see that happen. So already, I think Timpview High School could beat Clemson. So <laughs> Clemson is bad. <laughs> go go Timpview beat Diggers. They could probably they could pull it off. <laughs> Is that their mascot? I think they're the Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Oh. <laughs> Somebody's the bee diggers. Somebody is Somebody. the bee diggers. I don't know. Is that <laughs> Davis or something? I don't know. Let's look it up. Uh, the Utah High School. Utah High School. diggers or something like that. Bee diggers. If With a know. T, as in Dwight Schrute. Oh, beat diggers. Like, literally, they dig beats. Jordan High Jordan School. High. Jordan. Jordan High School would. Go Jordan. We love you, Jordan. If you're out there, we love you guys. <laughs> if you're out there. <laughs> All right, let's get to our top 10 picks. And these are not top 10 teams, but rather top 10 games, in our opinion. Mm. Let's start off 10 a.m. on Fox. It's Fox Big Noon Saturday. Heck we got yeah. number 12, Oklahoma State at 21, Texas. 
See, this is a very interesting game uh, because Oklahoma State has very sneakily gone undefeated. Mm-hmm. They are 6-0, if I'm not mistaken. I don't I think they've so. had a bye yet. Mm-hmm. They're either 6-0 and 5-0. They're not that like dynamic Oklahoma State team we've seen in the past. They're a very defensive-heavy team, which is very strange. It's really weird for the Big 12 in general. Yeah, very weird for the Big 12. Um, Dan picked Texas to win this game. Uh, I think Texas as well. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm kind of wanting to switch to Oklahoma State, like mid sentence. But screw it. I'm gonna go with Texas. I wrote okay. it down. I gotta go with it. Okay. Uh, I think Texas showed that they have the capability to win. Yeah. Last week, they just choked, and I think they can clean those mistakes up and beat an Oklahoma State team that can't really put points up on the board. Alrighty. Dan is also going with Texas. Probably some of the same reasons. I'm going with Boom Pickens. And oh, the pokies. Okay. Yes, Oklahoma State. I do not know what I'm going to get from Texas. I don't know if I'm going to get Arkansas, Texas, or if I'm going to get Oklahoma, Texas, or if I'm going to get Rice, Texas. <laughs> so I'm going with Oklahoma State because I know what I'm getting there. I'm getting good defense, opportunistic offense, going with Oklahoma State. All right. I, I went with Texas as well. And um, to add one more thing to what Justin was, was talking about earlier, I think – they probably did not game plan for for what was it, Caleb Williams Caleb at Williams. all one time throughout the entire offseason. Yeah. And uh I think that that kind of threw a, a wrench into it for them. Their defense obviously was was atrocious. But <laughs> yeah. Big <laughs> their run game there. their run game is great. I think they'll they'll pick it back up as well. So I'm going with Texas. Alrighty. Big difference there. Caleb Williams, good. Spencer Rattler. Sucks. Bleached tips. <laughs> Bleached tips. Not even frosted. Bleached. The next game up on the docket is a very interesting game. Uh, probably one of the most intriguing games of the week. Oh, yes. Uh, the fact that it's actually on television is... God bless America. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously. We got Yale at UConn. We could not find a line, like a betting line on this game. Like, it just didn't exist. So, according to the FPI Power Index... Yale is a fifty has a fifty nine percent chance of beating UConn at UConn. Ten a.m. CBS SN. You better watch this game. Do not miss this game. Uh, Dan picked UConn to win this game. He's believing in the Huskies. He thinks they're going to get their first win. I think Yale's going to win this game. I just think UConn's so bad that you know, they can't even beat Yale. <laughs> Yale's like they're Ivy League. I don't even know. Is that D one? Is that FCS? Does anybody even know what the heck that is? I think Yale's going to win. Yep. I'm going with Yale because. They are blue and white and have a Y. Yale. Fair enough. Bingo. I, I also chose UConn on this one. And to be honest, it was not because I expect them to win. It was simply because I want this streak to end. I just <laughs> I feel so bad for the Huskies at this point. Something has to go right for them besides their women's basketball team, I swear. So, you know, I, I, it's, it's probably not a popular pick, but I'm going with UConn. All right. Like if you lose to Vanderbilt... And UMass in the same in the season. Same it's season. not destined to happen. You should just <laughs> be disqualified from ever competing again. It's Bump uh, down the D3. Who was it that did the walk-on tryouts mid-season? Was that Arizona? Arizona, yeah. UConn should probably do the same yeah, thing. UConn you got to fire something that. up at this point. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Our next one is a huge game as far as Cheez-It bets are concerned. Yeah. We got uh, Miami at UNC. And UNC is currently favored by a round of touchdown. Yeah. So to update the listeners on the Cheez-It bet, uh, Dan and I have a Cheez-It bet on this one. If UNC is better in ACC play at the end of the year, Dan has to walk around for an entire day with the Cheez-It between each of his toes. 
If I lose and Miami is better in ACC play, then I have to eat something like 30 cheeses in 10 seconds or something like with that. With no water. Know. Like with no water. I don't know. I don't remember the exact quantities, but this is a big, big bet. Dan, obviously going with Miami. But he with... put a sad face. I don't think he believes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Justin, I think I know where you're going. Uh, Yeah, with my uh, Tar Heels. We're going with the Tar Heels. I, they're going to win this game. They All have right. to. They have to. I'm going with UNC for this reason. Okay. In 2013 and 14, Taysom Hill absolutely ran the tractor over Texas. Mac mm-hmm. Brown was the coach of Texas. Yep. And guess who was his defensive coordinator? Manny Diaz. Ooh. And Manny Diaz was whoa. fired whoa. like the week after the BYU game. So Mac Brown hates Manny Diaz because of what he let Taysom do to their team. So I'm going with Mac Brown in a revenge game from Taysom. And this game is just going to center around Taysom. And his, his highlights will be played over and over again. Halftime, end of first quarter, all game. And I'm going with UNC. Love that, it. That Taysom Hill hurdle really cut deep, apparently. <laughs> um, I really didn't think about that when I put UNC, but it just adds fuel to the fire. I am absolutely certain UNC is going to win this game. Um, yeah, I, there's nothing else to say. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> okay, up next, we have a team that we are very high on on this podcast, the Ole Miss Rebels. Only two and a half point favorites at... Tennessee? Yeah. I get it. It's a road game. Tennessee has been putting up a ton of points lately. Over 100 points in their last two games. Which is crazy for Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Let's play a game, shall we? Okay. So Ole Miss, known for scoring a lot of points, having a high-flying offense. Yeah. Tennessee has been scoring like over 45 points a game this season. Okay. Guess the over-under for this game. Have, I, have either of you seen the over-under for this? I have not. Okay. Let's take a guess. We did this last week. Let's do it again. 79 and a half. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay, gonna, that's pretty high. I'm going a little more conservative. I'm going with... Hmm. Let's go with 67. 67, okay. okay. The over-under is 83. No. <laughs> is that ridiculous or what? Dude, that's the second straight game that almost wow. had, like... Almost close to 80. Yeah, yeah, close to 80 for the over-under. It's absolutely insane. Dude, Matt Corral, he's cooking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan is going with Old Miss. Just not old. Miss. Not old. Old Miss. Justin, where are you headed? Old Miss. I think Old Miss is going to win this game. We love him on this podcast. Tennessee, soft spot, in my heart. soft spot in my heart for them because we traveled there and watched them lose to BYU. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just a big Matt Corral fan. All righty. Um, I'm going to roll with Ole Miss. However, I do think that it will be close to a three-point victory. I oh, think oh. Vegas is not just putting out a rat line for everyone. I think it really is going to be close. Also, all-time uniform matchup. Can we just talk about mm. the powder blue and the light orange? Mm, that's just pretty. But I am going with Ole Miss because I like Matt Corral more than I like Tennessee's quarterback because I don't even know his name and I know Matt's name. so. Fair enough. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Connections. Um, yeah, well, and speaking of the, the uniforms, that we got Tennessee who just dropped those all black ones. Ooh, right? Those ooh. look very, very nice. Beautiful. Um, I went with Ole Miss on this one as well. I mean, their offense is absolutely steamrolling everybody. 
Uh, Tennessee hasn't done anything good since that BYU player threw their their guy's shoe. So it's it's <laughs> gonna be. I, I got a blowout on this one, to be honest. I don't think right. Tennessee is as good as everyone is expecting. Okay, awesome. That that reminds me of the scene in The Blind Side. You know when uh, the old tutor lady is trying to convince yeah, Michael no. Orr not to go. And they say, Tennessee, they store their dead bodies under the field and they reach up and they grab you. <laughs> yeah, old Miss in Tennessee. So this is a blindside game. Yep. Next up, we have Air Force and unfortunately Boise State. Quick little nugget on Boise State: we lost to them twenty-six seventeen. They are selling their remaining home tickets for twenty-six dollars and seventeen cents. Petty. So honestly, honestly, I'm not mad about that. That's like that, that's a good move. That's that, that's great. <laughs> they earned that. it too. Yeah, like they earned that top yep. ten win. That, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, shout out to them for doing that. Yep. I know. I, I kind of like it when teams like have that kind of games. You know, like Ole Miss with the yes sir. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love it when there's banter. And when <laughs> Ole Miss gave out free popcorn at the beginning. Of yeah, the game. it's good for college football. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Dan's going with Boise. Boise City. I'm yep. going with Air Force. Oh, flying high. Air Force is uh, four and one or five and one. Only lost one game on the season. They're a lot better than people think they are. I think Boise State's gonna have a hangover after beating BYU. Air Force wins this game. Yep, I agree. I think Air Force they've been putting up points this season, and I think they do it again versus Boise. I think Air Force Service Academy know how to take care of the ball. Mm-hmm. BYU Religious School doesn't know how to take care of the ball. Take mm-hmm. that as nope. as what you no will. No ball education <laughs> at the religious school. <laughs> Um, let's just cut it there before it goes deeper than that. Fun, uh, Joe. I picked Boise State. Uh, I haven't watched an Air Force game probably in about seven years, guys. I'm not gonna lie; they're pretty irrelevant. Ever since they run the triple option on every single play. Um, what do their jerseys even look like? To be honest, they're Air Force really nice yeah. jerseys. They, 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 they. I know they all switched them up. Yeah, Air Force, yeah, Air Force has got some. This was for like their. Game, but normally it kind of looks something like this. Yeah, the blue and white's a better look for him. I, I'm still going with Boise State. I mean, if their offense plays like it did last week, Ugh, we had a very ball. tough time stopping anything, actually. And <laughs> they forced some turnovers, and uh, it is what it is. So, All right. Next game. Well, moving on to the next game, it's our ESPNU game of the week. We like to do one of these. We got an interesting one. Seven t- or... Uh, 5.30, Stanford, one-and-a-half-point favorites at Washington State, where BYU mm-hmm. will be next week. Dan picks Stanford to win this game. Uh, Stanford, actually, not Stanford. Uh, I am also picking Stanford. I think Tanner McKee is going to tear up Washington State secondary. Stanford's going to win this game. All right. I'm going with Washington State. Washington State is – they are a Yahtzee Cup and every Ooh. time you shake them up and you let them go, you don't know what you're going to get. And I think that this is the week where it lands on a two twos and three threes, and you got to check off the full deck, the full house, whatever it is. So I'm going Washington State. I uh, I went with Stanford on this one. I'm from kind of that area, so you know it's it's a little bit of a familiarity familiarity Palo Alto, thing. Alto, California. I um I also this is probably the pick I'm least confident about. Mm. Stanford has beat some good teams Oregon enough that like you see their name kind of on ESPN and stuff. I think they beat UCLA too, right? Or USC, somebody. It was USC yeah. and yeah. USC was ranked at that point. Um, I just could also completely see them having some kind of letdown against a very winnable game yeah. in, a, in a game that they should win. So 
Stanford. All right. Moving on, we got Auburn at number 17, Arkansas. Yep. Arkansas is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, we kind of called Arkansas being a fraud. Uh, and I don't know. This game, I think they prove that they are not frauds. I Ooh. think Arkansas is going to win this game. Yes, sir. <laughs> I had to throw that in. Uh, Dan also picked Arkansas to win this game. Yes. Uh, I'm going with Arkansas just because it's at Arkansas. I This is the game that I am least confident in because Bo Nix is a wild card. Arkansas is kind of a wild card. I don't really know what to, to think here, so... Bonex on the road. Yep, that's yep. Bonex can't play on the road. Listen, I I went with Arkansas. Go Hogs! Right, it's a very wonderful story. You have to be so happy for them. I was actually I was talking with my roommates the other week, and we were also shocked at how well they were doing. This was before a couple of their losses, and we saw that game that they have with Alabama coming up, and we were were joking about that. And I said, if they beat Alabama, I will sell. I, it was, I was referring to one of my body parts I, that I would sell that body part if they won <laughs> that game. Okay. And I just, nail. yeah, I'm really excited for Arkansas. I think the program's going in the right direction. I think they're going to win. All right. Next game up. This is another stinker. Yeah, I don't know. Pick them. Fresno State <laughs> at Wyoming. I went with Wyoming last week, <laughs> and they let me down big time. So I'm going with Fresno Staple this time. Yeah, shout out to uh, Wyoming dropping out of Jared's top 10 like a rock. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dan picked Fresno State to win this game. I am also fighting. I'm also picking the fighting Derek Cars, the Bulldogs. Fresno State <laughs> will win this game. I don't think Wyoming's that good. Fresno State. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, there we go. Next up, we got a big game uh, for BYU. Actually, a huge game. Yeah, this, uh, this yeah. is just for like, BYU strength of schedule. Number 18, Arizona State, going up to Salt Lake City to play Utah. The spread, dead even. Yeah, this game is going to be must-watch television. 8 p.m., ESPN, tune in. This is going to be a banger. Yeah, this is going to be good. Uh, Dan picked ASU to win this game. I am also picking the Sun Devils, just because I think the Sun Devils are a more complete team than Utah is right now. All right. I mean, they have a quarterback. so They lost in the state of Utah once already. Not going to do it again. Yep. And let's be honest, The Rock is mainly The Rock and Tyler Algier's Thor hammer punch. Yeah. <laughs> that was the reason we beat Arizona State. Utah, their Must stadium, no. Not, not even close. And I'm also going with Arizona State because, one, I hate Utah. Okay. And, two, because if... BYU ends up beating Baylor on Saturday. We need, like, that's going to be a quality win, and Arizona State will be a quality win. So yep. the better Arizona mm-hmm. State is, the better that looks for us. Yep. I went with Arizona State exactly for that last point, and to be honest, it's always nice to see Utah lose. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. My friend plays tight end for Arizona State. Shout out to John Stivers. Oh, heck yeah. He got them minus five yards when they played here at, at Lavelle Edwards. So <laughs> Ouch. thank you for that false start as well. And, Shout out. Uh, <laughs> hope you're having a blessed year. <laughs> Go, go Sun Devils. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last but not least, we have a game that we are very uh, excited for. Your Brigham Young University Cougars taking on Baylor in Waco, Texas. Baylor uh, is a six and a half point favorite to win this game. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just don't understand why. We lost once and we're like, everyone hates us now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, Baylor's looking dangerous. Uh, Baylor look is uh, four and one, five and one, five and one. Right there, I, I can never tell who has a bye at this point in the season yeah. or not. Baylor's five and one, quality wins. Their loss was like eh, kind of bad. I mean, it was two top twelve team, right? Yeah. Oklahoma State, yeah, but so, they didn't look very good. No, they didn't look great. Uh, Dan is picking BYU to win this game. Of course, he better if he picks up if he picks Baylor. I'm gonna be mad at him. <laughs> I'm also picking BYU to win this game. My score prediction. BYU 34. I think we finally learned how to play some offense, and our defense <laughs> limits them to 27 points. 34-27 BYU victory. Wow, that's very uh, bold of you to choose BYU to score more than so many t- two touchdowns. That's, yeah. that's bold. Right. Uh, so I'm going to go with BYU. Uh, logically, we can win this game. There's no reason we shouldn't win this game, except that, you know, the hangover, playing at Baylor, at homecoming, right? Logically, we should win this game. Emotionally, I think we're going to get blown up by 50. Oh. That's what my soul is telling me. However, I know that if I choose Baylor and BYU wins, I won't be able to live with myself. So I'm going with BYU, even though I'm torn. I went with BYU. I really like our guys. Um... Here's exactly what's going to happen in this game, right? BYU okay. always has a good first quarter. Yep. We are a first quarter team. There's oh, no yes. fans or buts about it. Mm-hmm. We cannot, for the life of us, do anything in the second and third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go up. We'll, we'll be up like, it'll be like, I don't know, like 13 to 6 or something by halftime. And then it'll be close. It's going to be exactly like the rest of our games. We lack the second half explosion offense. We're going to end up winning this game like 24-21. Our defense mm. is going to finally figure itself back out. Um, it's it's looked pretty rough over the last couple of games, but I'm going with 24-21 BYU. All right. Jared, okay. did you throw out your score prediction? No, I just wrote it down. 24-14 BYU. Holy cow, you mm. think our defense limits Baylor, one of the most explosive offenses in the country, to 14 points, two touchdowns. Blue goggle alert. Blue goggle alert. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, that is all for this episode of the Les Talk Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, shout out to Joe for coming on the podcast. Huge shout Thank out. you it's so my much. Pleasure. It's, it's my pleasure. Uh, make sure to follow us on our social media platforms. We have Instagram and Twitter at Les Talk Pod. Uh, hit us up. Uh, DM us. Uh, we're posting content on there pretty much daily. Let's banter with us. Tell us how wrong we are about things. Tell us. <laughs> or just the greatest. I don't know. Yeah. Um, also, check out our weekend watch guide Absolutely. on the uh, the internet, the website, lestalkpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that'll be going live as soon as this episode is live. So hop on that. That'll get you through your Saturday. Absolutely. All right. So thank you very much for joining us for this episode of the Les Talk Podcast. LES is in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Share this episode with your friends and family. We'll see you next week. Should we get one more yes, sir? Of course. I think we Ready? should. Three, two, one. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Go Cougs. <laughs>